Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, we examine the wild, wild west. Is Luka Doncic ready to take his next big leap? Our panel is going to weigh in. Plus, I sat down with Steph Curry, and he tells us why this year's Warriors team is different than their three championship teams and the reason why this year would be the most special. Also, four-time WNBA All-Star and newly acquired Los Angeles Spark Liz Cambage joins the show. <laughs> NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, joined in studio by... Matt Barnes and Ramona Shelburne. Kendrick Perkins will be with us in just a bit. And we are going to chat about Brooklyn in light of Mayor Eric Adams' comments today that could affect Kyrie Irving's status in Barclays Center. But let's start in the West and let's start with Dallas, shall we? Because Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, he went on Dallas Morning Radio and was asked about Luka Doncic. Take a listen. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I think he was humbled a little bit. I think, you know, he, he didn't like being called out for his weight and other things. And it, it finally clicked that, you know, there's a level of discipline that's required. He knows what he needs to do. And, and it, it finally clicked that if he's going to be the best, and he, I know he wants to be the best, that there's certain things he has to control. And, and once he got a handle on those things, it's just been Katie bar the door. He's just been unstoppable. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So Doncic has played like an all-star starter over his last 10 games since it was announced he did not earn that honor by scoring over 35 points to go with 10.3 rebounds and 9.8 assists per game. And not only has he led the league in scoring over this time, but it's the highest scoring 10-game stretch of his entire career. And I asked him about his recent play when we sat down during All-Star Weekend. Uh, I didn't come ready into this season. You know, I had a long month, I like a long summer. I had, I was two months and. Something with the national team, so I have very little break. So that's why I relax maybe too much. All right, so Luka seems like he's rounded into form as of late as we welcome in Kendrick Perkins. Luka Doncic, 45-plus in three of his last four games. It's including a career-high 51 points against the Clippers on February 10th. And as we enter the second half, 
Are we about to see the best version of Luka Doncic yet down the home stretch of the season? Perk, I want to start with you. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I want to double down and applaud Luca for getting into shape. And I, and I know it's a lot of people out there that say, oh, he's getting paid 200-plus million. That's his job is to be in shape. Well, he didn't come in into shape, and he accepted accountability and responsibility. Look, the great Kevin Garnett always told me, he said, you know what, watch superstars and watch how they act after they get their letters. Mm. And when we, what we're seeing uh, out of Luka Doncic is we're seeing a great level of commitment. He's playing with great joy. He's driving to the lane, snatching the screws out the basket in traffic, and he's so happy that Christoph Porzingis is gone. You could <laughs> right. just feel the energy, and we are seeing the best, and Here we are go. seeing the Here best goes. version Heart of Luca, and we're going to see the best version of Luca. Well, I did ask him about Kristaps Porzingis in our conversation that is going to be airing next week on NBA Today. So that's a little teaser for you. But Ramona, as you look at this version of Luka Doncic, what do you expect for him from the rest of the season? Well, I think the biggest thing, Malik, is that this is coming from within. Mm. This isn't because somebody told him he needed to lose weight or get in better shape. He, he knows that. He feels that. And you know, I was a little, I was a little taken aback by Mark Cuban speaking about his wait so openly and so publicly but the fact that Luca came back and owned it like that tells you a lot I mean I, you know there's not a lot of superstars who want somebody talking an owner especially talking about their weight and their conditioning but he owned it he talked about it and, and, and by the way let's let's revisit this the best stretch I ever saw Luca Dodgers play was in the Clipper yeah. series last year Bubble. amazing but he never mm-hmm. stopped that was late. Remember, last year was late. So then he goes right into the national team. He doesn't have a break. As soon as he comes back this year, he hurts his ankle. So there wasn't time to really play himself into shape as he was planning on. But that was a, that was atypical summer, and I think we have to give him a little credit for that. Absolutely, Matt. I mean, thick, thick Luca, medium Luca, skinny Luca. This guy <laughs> can play basketball, plain and simple. And I think the issue is we're definitely going to see a great Luca second half of the season going into the playoffs. He just doesn't have any help. You know, Perk mentioned Porzingis isn't there. He needs that second guy that's going to do the heavy lifting right along with him. He's going to be amazing. We know that. But who is that second guy that you can consistently count on every night in the playoffs to have between 20 and 22 points a game? They don't really have that anymore. I like Jalen Brunson. I like Hardaway Jr. Uh, but to me, they don't have that second guy that's going to really help them propel. And now we're going to be judging Luka based on how far he goes in the playoffs. So to me, he needs more help. But Luka's going to be great. The Mavericks are sixth in the league in defense. Mm. Did you ever think you would see that? <laughs> I mean, that, that, the, yeah. the fact that they have that good a defense takes a lot of the pressure, I think, off Luka. And, and as you point out, Matt, the, the, the lack of a second star. Because if you're playing defense, you can stop anybody. And Luka has actually bought in defensively. Right. Let's not get carried away here. It's not, he's not going to be on any all-defensive teams. But he's bought in to, to the accountability that Jason Kidd wants well, him to bring on that side of the ball. Go ahead, Big Perk. Exactly. Exactly, Ramona, and I and I think that's a reflection of J. Kidd mm-hmm. and a reflection of a different voice in the locker room for as a former player, former Hall of Famer, a guy that did it at the highest level, 
Luca has no choice but to respect what J. Kidd has to say. And I think that was the best hire for Dallas. I think that was the best hire for Luca. And what we're seeing is we're seeing a ripple effect because J. Kidd has came out in the media and, and said things about Luca mm-hmm. as well for us, you know, him getting technical fouls and Luca has owned up to it. So, look, right now the Dallas Mavericks, the organization is in good hands. They're moving in the right direction. I'm with Matt on this one. They got to get him some help especially playing in the West where, where you have the top dogs like Golden State, Memphis, the Suns, and uh, like Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz, but they're moving in the right direction. Well, you mentioned the playoff picture, so let's take a look at that looking ahead here. The Mavericks, they currently sit in the five seed, 1.5 games ahead of reigning MVP Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets, and then 1.5 games behind the Utah Jazz for home court advantage in the 4-5 matchup. So out of those three teams that are in the middle of the playoff picture out in the West, who has the best chance to make some noise in the postseason and then maybe potentially crash the Western Conference Finals, Matt? I don't trust any of those three teams because they don't have that second they don't have that second star. Utah doesn't have that consistent second score that I've been saying for a few years they need. If anything, a depleted Denver would have been my choice. We gotta remember what Jamal Murray was turning into and what Michael Porter coming off a max rookie extension, the 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 potential he was showing. But out of those three teams, I'm gonna be honest with you, in the playoffs, you need perk in the test, you need that second guy that when you know your star is gonna give you thirty to thirty five, sometimes forty, you need that second guy. It's going to be 20 to 22, 23 every single night. And none of those three teams, Denver because they're depleted, but the other two teams don't have it. I mean, Rudy, Rudy Gobert can give you a little yeah, something. Not, I, not know, I know he's On not. On the defensive yeah. end, he's a monster. Absolutely. No question. But he need, we need, they need that 20-point every night on offense. That I don't think Gobert's capable of that. Every well, and if, to my recollection, Jamal Murray has not been ruled out necessarily for the rest of the season. It would still be a long shot because mm-hmm. we'd be coming up on a year in April and coming back from an injury like that, that would be tough. Same thing with Michael Porter Jr. What do you think, Big Perk? I got to go with the Utah Jazz. I think they have no choice but to make some noise this season. Like, we we keep watching this team year after year. Like, we're watching them. I know, I know, Matt, but I just think I'm not picking them, but I'm picking out of these three because I'm looking at a Bogdanovich that could go out there and average 18 to 20 in the postseason. I'm looking at Mike Conley. Like, when are you going to elevate your game and consistently give Donovan Mitchell that help that he's been needing out of you? I'm looking at a Jordan Clarkson coming in mm-hmm. off the bench, coming in and Brent being that spark of former sixth man of the year. And I'm with you, Mac. Look, I'm not picking any of those teams to make it to the Western Conference. But if I had to pick out yeah. of the three, Agreed. it would be the Utah Jazz. And I must say, this is probably going to be their last shot. Remember, mm. they just hired Danny Ainge, and Danny Ainge is what? A guy that moves aggressively. So he's not going to continue to put up with this Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Goldberg. No, one of them guys are going to be gone if this thing don't Ooh. pan out soon. All right, Ramona? I'm also taking the Jazz, and I'm going to go back to my preseason pick because I like teams that stay together, and sometimes I think playoff failure actually bonds you, and you, you, you fail until you don't, right? We've said that about the, we said that about the Raptors. We said that about a lot of other teams that Bucks. fail in about the Bucks. A lot of other teams that they run into a playoff roadblock year after year after year. You think about it, if they don't win, they're going to tear the team apart. I feel like Utah is at that stage there. They've played together long enough. They have that consistency. They had their little swoon in the middle of the season this year because they were the last team to have a COVID outbreak. Everybody seems to be healthy now. Um, and and I, 
might I remind you, Jordan Clarkson can score. Yes, yes. Jordan, Jordan Clarkson, Clark six man of the year. I completely agree. I love Jordan Clarkson. I was I, I was told everyone else was picking the Jazz, so I had to say something. <laughs> That's why I'm giving you. But, 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 but to my point, we've been saying this about the Jazz for the last three years. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Herc side. You know, they 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 won the West a few years ago. They were the top. Excuse me. They were the top team in the West going into the past few years ago. But we've been saying like, when is that time? They have shooting, and I love what you said, Ramona. The 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 the, the, the chemistry outside of the Warriors, Utah and Phoenix. Those teams have the most chemistry to me because they have, you know, kind of been together for a while. But again, I think they're still missing that. And I love Jordan Clarkson as a, a six-man punch who can score in the playoffs. But you need that second star, Mike Conley, Gobert. Will it be one of those guys this year? Mm. We've been asking that for a few years now. Well, they've been rapping on the door, right? Mm -hmm. They've been right there. They've mm -hmm. done it in the regular season. But then they've fallen short. They've started to get the reputation as a regular season team, right? So yeah. is this the year that they can take it, extend it into the postseason? All right. Still ahead, speaking of the playoffs, I sat down with Steph Curry, and he tells us how his fellow Splash Brothers mentality has rejuvenated himself and the Warriors as they look for a postseason push. Plus, WBA star Liz Cambage joins the show. Her thoughts on the sparks she can give her new squad. And we dive into the state of the Nets. Are we inching closer to Kyrie Irving playing at home? NBA Today, keep it locked. Welcome back to NBA Today. Let me sit up straight. <laughs> His confidence is just going off the roof. His overall, you know, entire game is just improved. He's been doing an unbelievable job, and he's, he's only going to continue to get better. At the end of the day, I have one goal, and that's to win. Tipped by Bible, he throws it ahead to Maxi. The Sixers are going to win. Maxi lays it in. Oh, man, overtime winner. No, tonight, I, I just wanted to get the win and put the world on notice as well. Tyrese Maxey is having a breakout year. He's doubled his production in points, assists, and rebounds, and he's shooting 39% from three after shooting 30% his rookie season. And just hours after helping the 76ers get one of their biggest wins of the season, we're joined by rising star Tyrese Maxey. Welcome yeah. to NBA Today. Thank Texas you. Ball. Thanks Thank so you. much for being here. Yes, fellow Texan with Perk. All right, I do want to start with the impact, though, that you have had on this team, because I remember talking to Doc Rivers earlier in the season and he told me that after last year's playoff loss, essentially you came to him and said, how can I be better? How can I make more of an impact? What did he say to you, and why did your play in that series stick with you so much against the Hawks? Yeah, I mean, he had been saying the entire year that, um, you know, I had an up and down. I was in, out, in and out the rotation, but he kept telling me, like, uh, you're going to help us win the playoff game. You're going to help us win the playoff game. And uh, at the time, I didn't understand what he meant. I'm like, I, don't, I barely play. Like, how am I going to help us win the playoff game? But, um, you know, it it really just it really boosted my confidence as soon as like he started letting me play a little bit more play a little bit freer and uh you know it, it was really really good success for me well i have to ask you since you were here it's been just eight days since the trade that brought james harden to philadelphia what have your early conversations with him been like and how have you did you find out about the trade going down yeah i mean coach coach doc canceled practice uh, like it was, it had a schedule practice for like 11 o'clock. He canceled it. So I was in the car with my mom going home. She was in town. And uh, I kept saying, I, I feel like something's going to happen. I just felt it like in the air. It, it was just like, I was like, mom, something's going to happen. And then it, it came across my Twitter timeline. Mm. Like as I'm scrolling, just freely just scrolling on it. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it, really, 
really happened. She was like, you said it was going to happen. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Janae <laughs> got up out her seat when I did. it happened. We really? were on air. And I she's did. like, I-, I need to stand up right now. <laughs> Something definitely did happen. And your new teammate, James Harden, he did not wait long to praise you. He said he respects your overall game, your aggressive mindset. What did that mean to you to hear what he said? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a former MVP. And uh, I really appreciate him. I feel like I, I've known him for a long time. I've only known him for a couple of days. Uh, but he's been in my ear lately, uh, just being myself, be aggressive. Uh, last night in, uh, in the game, I think I was, he felt like I was being passive early. And uh, he pulled me to the side in the timeout and said, go be yourself. And, and uh, I tried to do that, and uh, it ultimately helped us win the game. What you got, Big Perk? Man, for my Texas boy, so Sam Cassell, right? He's my OG, the big homie. We won the championship together, and he's always talking about you. He's always texting, saying how hard you work, and he, he thinks very, very highly of you. I want to know what type of impact he's had on you as far as your mental, you know, your growth, making sure you stay focused, and, and your development of your game. Oh, yeah, uh, Sam has been great, and uh, I call him OG as well. Oh. And uh, and uh, he, he's just really been in my ear as, as soon as I got drafted. Uh, he called me and said, he said, I'm going to be your guy, and you know, we're going we're gonna to do this together. And uh, he's just mentorship. Like you said, uh, he has three championship rings, so, you know, when he says something, I listen. Well, facts, facts. It's <laughs> a fact. When, when Sam talks, you get better listen. You have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. You have a Sam will grab you. Like, yeah, he still your, grab me. Yeah, he still gets your attention. Uh, no, my question for, for you is that, you know, the way Ben Simmons dominates the ball is very different than the way James Harden mm. dominates the ball. And the way you have been playing this year with being one of the primary ball handlers, now James is a, is a, is a heavy ball handler and he gets other people involved. Have you ever st- started thinking about like what aspects of your game you got to ha- tweak and adjust to continue having the same impact that you're having now? Right. So uh, this offseason, one thing that I, I, I really toned in and working in is because uh, playing with guys like Joel and Tobias and, you know, thought I was going to play with Ben, you never know. Uh, but now playing with James, I knew I was going to have to uh, hit, catch, and shoot open threes. Yeah. Because the opportunities you present yourself very, very often, especially because Joel has doubled, tripled every single night. And now with James, he's going to be drawing doubles and triples like, you know, also. So to be able to knock down open shots, that's one of my biggest goals. Okay. Last thing before we let you go, just watching your game, the step forward that you've taken, you're a rising star this year. Congratulations on that. Thank you. What is the ceiling for this Philadelphia team? Um, I mean, I, I think uh, a window has opened. A window has opened, and uh, and it will go back to what Coach Doc says. You know, a lot of his his stands stick stick with Smart me. Smart move. <laughs> a lot of his stands stick with me. And last year, he said something that I think will stick with me my entire career, which was um, he said, "You never know how many." good teams and contending teams you'll be on. Mm. Mm. And he was like, uh, you know, he went out around, around the room and just named like Tobias, you're 28 or 29, or however old it is. And Joel, you're 26. Tyrese, you're 21. Uh, you never know how long, you know, the window is. Right. So you have to take advantage of every opportunity. And I think that just stick, that sure. stuck with me. And, it, and I'll be and I remember that Doc's my still career. giving the same advice. <laughs> God done. Hey, man. It, it works. works. It, it works. works. It works. You got to share the message. I'm not telling you He's listen. trying to get what you got, I'm big, telling, right? I'm telling them to listen. We're That's the my There is nothing yeah. wrong with that. That might be the only way, only time you want to be like Perk. That's the only time. Only time. Only time. Hey, Texas. 
Thank you. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, My no. goodness. I don't know. I've, I've seen Perk be pretty fly a couple of times. Nah. A couple of times. He switched it up with the don't, don't, don't take advice don't from take Richard advice from Tyrese yeah. Maxey. Don't, Thank don't, you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Still ahead on our show, I'll ask our panel who they think will be all the talk coming out of All-Star Weekend. Hmm, who might that be? Plus, might one of these guys be the names? Because Fred Van Vliet, he's in Sunday's game, the three-point shootout, and he's on our show that's live Ooh. next. And with one half of the season in the books, we look back at the best plays so far this season. And trust me, you will not want to miss that. NBA Today, live from Cleveland. We roll on after the break. Don't go anywhere. Nobody around, baby. You're watching NBA Today. Magic Johnson is known for being the brightest light of the five-time champion Showtime Lakers. And since the end of his playing days, Magic has been a champion for minority-owned businesses. Magic helped to fund nearly $100 million in small business loans directly to minority-owned businesses who were impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome back to Cleveland. Have I mentioned it's like 20 degrees here today? And uh, I think Steph Curry, he might have seen the forecast because he took a look and then he tweeted back to the birth state. Cleveland, here we come. But I don't know how to pack for this weather, though. Help us too, Steph. Us too. I went with a sleeping bag with sleeves for a coat. <laughs> but let's go coast to coast. You used to live in the cold. I know, and I lost my skin for that real quick. All right, let's start with the Heat, who beat the Hornets in double overtime, balanced a behind a offensive attack. Miami had five players with at least 15 points. So, Richard, is Miami going to have the home court advantage when the playoffs begin? Uh, they're going to have home court advantage. Will they be number one? I think so. I think at the end of the day, when you get to the end of the season, this team is they're healthy, they're moving in the right direction, they're all locked in. I think they're going to be just Consistent. fine. Well, any team that is coached by Eric Spolstra always has a shot and those Miami Heat the, the what do you say the goons from Dade County goons from Dade County they Park. are playing tough this <laughs> season this. All right. up, we're going on I to love. the Wizards who beat the Nets without it's any of their stars oh. in a home game they entered the fourth quarter tied but then Washington outscored Brooklyn by 14 in the final frame so Chanae better win for the Wizards or worse loss for Brooklyn shout out you know the Wizards for getting a win but I know none of the big three the new big three of Brooklyn played but you know what I don't think we have many opportunities to put a highlight on. You really had tomorrow had a big game. My the bench God. led the way. Yes. You like Rui, 65 points from the bench, most in a game this season. And here he goes. Yeah. From three. Oh, All yeah. Right. Bradley loves it. Yep. Let's Ooh. get it over to the Clippers because Pat Bev, he cheered on his former team who blew out the Rockets by 31. But look at this. The highlight of the night came from Reggie Ooh. Jackson. Oh, he just yeah. crossed over oh. two defenders oh. at the same time. Oh, Have the you cool ever kids. seen that before? I don't think so. That was, yeah. that was bullying. Y'all know, know what they call them in the locker room. But. Huh? Reggie Hot Sauce Jackson. Don't oh. give me why they call him Hot Sauce, but it was a lot of sauce on there. I hate to be that guy, but he missed really? the shot. Well, of course he missed the guy. shot. He missed the shot. I'm sorry. But they still oh, got this the isn't bucket, a participation though. league, y'all. They got you know the bucket, what it, You know what it is? They got the win. All right. Lastly, the Mavs, they beat the Pelicans behind Luka Doncic's 30, excuse me, 49 points and 15 rebounds. It was Luka's third 45-point game Jeez. this month alone, while the rest <laughs> of the league only has two such games. So even his coach was in awe. And Luka set the tone early and often. Um, we can sit here and talk about him all day. I mean, the things that he does on the court for himself, for his teammates, 
um, is is incredible. Sometimes you know it's different when you play in away games. You know, first they they're booing and then they're like amazed. I think we've used every noun adjective to describe his game, and he just gets better when the when the stage is big and uh, he delivered again. Something in, it must be the gumbo. <laughs> It must be the gumbo. All right. Luca is leading the league in scoring this month with over 36 points per game. He's also averaging over 10 rebounds and nine assists in that span. So his good play is leading the Mavs to wins. They're six and two in the month of February. All right. So it's safe to say that Luca's in the zone right now. But my question to the panel, starting with you, Richard, is that that trade of Chris Stapp's Porzingis, did that unlock Luca's full potential? And if so, why? No, I don't think it unlocked <laughs> him. Chris Stapp wasn't even playing. I, was, like, I don't think that had an impact. He was in and out of the lineup, but that's not a knock. Like when a guy gets injured, your team is forced to adjust around. But he had had plenty of games without him on that roster. I think Luca, in my opinion, is finally in the type of shape that yep. he needs to be in. Coming off the Olympics, Everybody was saying all the conversation. He admitted that, and look, as young players, as a 22-year-old, it might take time to understand your body and how you need to train. Right now, even the game that we did a couple of weeks ago, he had two dunks. He's going at people, and now he's in February, and he's starting to lock in and look like the Luka that we expect. That was the game where the rim broke, right? Yes. Luka did that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shot. And he shouted out my TikTok. So me and Luka oh, are good. Let's I'm not locked talk in. about your TikTok. I am locked in But on I do Luka. think that, you know, the trade actually was interesting because he, since that point the four games since then has had the highest usage in the NBA because they know he's the number one option and so I look at this you know his play I mean what was it 41 51 45 21 49 look it's the same thing it's the same argument with Joel Embiid when you know you're the number one option your whole team can adjust around you I think people know that in Philly people know that in Dallas so yeah this is the Luka that we have all been waiting for and we know as older players it takes you a couple games to play into your shape it just took, a, it took Luka a little bit longer right but Doug, this, you, go ahead, this, this team but this team has moved into fifth in the West because of what they've done defensively yes. over the last month plus. Luka got in shape, and now he's not a great defender, but he does know their schemes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's progress there, and he can get reflect, deflections, his hands. But what they've done defensively, especially, you talk to people in Dallas and, and, and teams who are playing against them is, you know, they don't let teams isolate their worst defenders. Their team defense has been really good, and that's what's elevated this team. Sure. And listen, I think Luka Doncic, since the day he's got there, everybody knows he's the guy there. And this is a team that I think Zach Lowe in the preseason kept talking about. <laughs> this is the team that maybe could make a run in the West. And I wasn't so sure of that. But you look at the, the way they have defended. That's a little bit mm-hmm. like in Chicago when they made all those deals. And you go, we know we'll be able to score the ball. Yep. We're not so sure how we'll be defensively. Chicago's been elite. And Dallas is becoming elite defensively. Well, well, real quick, me and Sinead just looked at the standings. Dallas and Philly have the exact same record. They have the same amount of wins. So before we start crowning Joel Embiid MVP because he's been putting up these historic numbers, we've just seen what Luka is doing. 40 and 15, done it twice this month. Like, he is playing at another level. If he continues playing like this, before we start saying, oh, Philly's number one. Look, they got the same record. So if they're both dominating the same way, I think maybe this race can get a little bit closer than people think. Nobody even arguing that, but here's here's the thing, bro. You so far off your game today <laughs> for the simple fact that 
the world knew that Porzingis and Luca didn't get along. I knew that. Okay, too. okay, so you you knew that. Okay. You knew that. You you and Jay Kidd are tight. Everybody know that, right? And so for you to come up here and say that that didn't have an effect on the way that he's playing right now, dropping 49 last night. You know what? He was he's, historically he, out of shape to start the season, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, finish your BS, homie. Can I finish? First thing first is, is that he's playing with such joy. Mm. It's a different type of joy now that he's removed from the locker room. I could take you to another uh, example. When you look at the Celtics, they remove Dennis Schroeder. It's a certain type of joy that Daniel Tice Bought to the locker room. You've been on multiple teams. You know how I feel when they have a guy. Can they remove you from this locker room? <laughs> <laughs> For what? For what? I mean, I hey. just so, so Okay, so For his what? conditioning has nothing to do. Say, I didn't no, say so that. But what I'm saying, say, address, I, I, what, address okay, the part I'm that not, I'm saying. Okay, that's cool. But for you to act like that, I think it's both, it's though. I think it's both, right? It's, it he, knows, he knows that this is his squad. He doesn't have to deal with whatever the issues might have been. And then also he improved, you know, with his I'm going to let Richard sit over here, combing his eyebrows with his fingers and think about this because still ahead on NBA Today, what a season we've had so far. We've had ridiculous buzzer beaters. We've had poster dunks. We've had absurd passes. Top plays of this season so far when we return on NBA Today live from Cleveland. Make sure it's broke when I'm going no one gets on Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I said. You're watching NBA Today. Fred Van Vliet is the epitome of an all-star. Fuck it! Fred's taking the game and put it in his back pocket. Freddy Logo! We'll see you in Cleveland! Shout out to Fred Van Vliet. My young buck. I'll stop. Just proud, humbled, and honored to be recognized like that. It's a special moment for me and my family. Fred VanVleet is averaging a career high in points, rebounds, assists, and three-pointers made this season. He's also leading the league in minutes at more than 38 Ooh, per game. Woo, baby. All right, joined now by first-time All-Star and just the fourth undrafted player in the modern era to ever be selected mm -hmm. as there an All-Star. Fred VanVleet. Thank you so much for coming on NBA Today. Absolutely. All right, whether maybe it's your children or whether it's your teammates or whether maybe it's people who are coming up playing the game watching and watching you be selected as an all-star as an undrafted player what do you hope that shows those folks uh just to believe in yourself just to believe in yourself um put the work in you know it can't happen it's definitely a lot harder you know to take the path that i've had to take um you know different challenges and things like that but it's possible so don't let anybody else define who you want to be well sometimes the path of most resistance is also the path that's most rewarding but you said recently that while you and kyle lowry were super close you weren't sure you could fully unlock all of your potential when you guys were on the floor together as teammates what has happened since he has left well just more opportunity you know kyle is such a dominant guy and just a uh, dominant force and um, you know one of the best point guards in the NBA for a long time now so 
Uh, with him leaving, has left a lot of responsibility, a lot of opportunity, and I just try to step up and improve each year, and I've been able to do that so far. Well, and you certainly have stepped into those shoes, Janae. And this stat was so nice, we have to say it twice. You lead the league in minutes per game right now, around 38 minutes a game. And I know some of your starters on your squad in Toronto also are in that category. <laughs> How has that impacted you and your game in this resurgence so far this season? Uh, just allows you to be on the floor more, so it's a different approach to the game. You know, knowing your rotations, knowing when you're coming in and out. Um, definitely a lot more workload and, and on a nightly basis having to do a lot to perform for the team. But that's the situation we're in this year, and I think the ones that are playing, we're just embracing the challenge. Well, Fred, hey, look, congratulations, man. I'm telling you, your story is inspiring. I love it. I have two sons play AAU basketball, and I always tell them it's about the marathon and not the sprint. So congratulations to you and making a, you know, a great example to the youth. But I want to ask you this about your rookie, Scotty Barnes. Uh, what do you think his ceiling is, his potential, um, and, and, and how is he in the locker room for us gravitating towards you being the leader and things to that nature? Yeah. I don't he doesn't really have a ceiling to be honest with you like he because you got to think he could start on your center he could start at center for us one night and then he could start at point guard for us the next night he's guarding fives he's bringing the ball up he's initiating offense he's knocking down threes he can do it all and he just got a great spirit for the game a great energy he's got a star personality so I'm excited to see, you know, how he, how he pans out. Absolutely. So, so my question is more, I, I want you to talk to the young fellas in this league. And, you know, you're getting to that veteran status. <laughs> now. It, happens, it happens quick, though, doesn't it? Ooh, but man. listen, you, because your story is so great. For you to be, you know, to win a, a G League championship, then go up and win a championship, and now you're one of the few you know, non-drafted players to ever make an all-star game. What is it that still wakes you up and motivates you every single day, knowing what you've already accomplished in your early part of your career? I just want to be great. I never set out, you know, with super, like, goals in this. I just wanted to be great, and I always want to continue to get better. So there was no checkpoint that I reached that I was like, oh, I'm done. So when I made it to the league, I wanted to do more. When I won a championship, I want to win another one. Now I'm an all-star. I want to not be a one-time all-star. Mm -hmm. So it's like just finding that ambition and, and not being satisfied with what you got because – we do live a good life and things are good and, you know, we're spoiled and pampered, but it's always more out there and, you know, I just try to stay hungry. Before we let you go, you said a championship. You want to win another one. This Raptors team lately, you guys have been turning some heads. I know you went on Draymond Green's podcast and talked about the last time you won a championship. You talked about the shot. You talked about feeling like you guys were the better team in the finals. So I know you have honest assessments of yourself and your team. As you're looking around this season, what are you seeing as your guys' potential here? Oh, I think we just got to get in. We just got to get in, and then, you know, anything can happen there, especially how the league is now. It's three, four, maybe five teams that will be sad if they don't win a championship, and everybody else is, is on the outside looking in. So we get in, you're an ankle sprain away or a COVID test away from winning a couple <laughs> games now, and anything, anything can happen. That's real. So Absolutely. There's not too many juggernauts in the NBA anymore, and I feel like if we, if we get in with a good position, we could do some damage. Well, and then it's going to be you that's going to hit the shot that's going to bounce around the rim this year, right? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Fred Van Vliet, thank you so much for coming on Thanks, NBA guys. Today. Really appreciate it. All right, still to come, Ben Simmons is closer and closer to making his Nets debut. What has the NBA learned about how Ben's unique situation played out this season? That's next as NBA Today continues live from Cleveland. Welcome back to NBA Today.
Ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to the court and welcome the 50 greatest NBA players of all time. Be a hell of a note to try to pick out a team. Who's it going to be to start and find on that group? I wore my glasses and was hoping you wouldn't recognize me. This is history. That's, and that's what it's all about. When you're part of the NBA family, it's so special. These are all the players who I've been lucky enough to, to play with and then dream about. An unbelievable honor and privilege. I'm thrilled to death. Those were the sights and sounds from NBA All-Star 1997, exactly 25 years ago, and also in Cleveland, Ohio. So it's Friday of All-Star Weekend, and we are at a pivotal point in the season, post-trade deadline, and looking ahead to the playoffs, which are just under two months away. So to help us assess the state of the league as we celebrate NBA 75, I now welcome in the NBA's president of league operations and a Cleveland native, Byron Spoil. Thank you so much for being on NBA Today. Absolutely. Thank you for How having me. How does it feel to be home in Cleveland. Um, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about what's about to happen uh, over the next few days, but also very grateful to just the people who've been on my journey. I got to tell you just a quick one. My dad used to bring me to the old municipal stadium. Oh, yeah. For the Browns. Yeah. Big fan. And so this is a surreal moment 40 plus years later to be here on NBA TV and today be, to talk to talk hoops with and, you. And to, and to to be, talk hoops. Yeah, we're yeah, coming yeah. from the Brown Stadium. Yeah. So I, I do want to start with the biggest news from the trade deadline, the blockbuster trade with yeah. Ben Simmons and James Harden. Yeah. How does it feel just to have that entire saga behind you from a league perspective? Well, we're, we're happy in terms of the players finding a great fit and then the teams also finding what they needed in terms of the whole process going through the trade deadline. So exciting for all teams during that time and the transactions that happen. But frankly, now teams can move on. They can really focus on positioning themselves for the, the back end of the regular season, the play-in, right? It's going to be very interesting this year how that's yeah. going to all play out. Uh, so the play-in, the playoffs, and then the finals. So I think we're good in terms of where the game of basketball is, the exciting races that are about to happen, and how that's going to play out for not just those teams, Brooklyn and Philly, but all the teams in the league. Absolutely. And yeah. then the last time that we spoke, we talked about the new Wilson brand basketball as the right. league started this year, as well as the rule changes. So how do players feel and how are they adjusting now that we've been in it for a while to both of those things? Yeah, I'd say on both, uh, you know, in the non-basketball moves, we've seen it progress very nicely just from like seven per game to four to three, now one and a half per game in the current state of the game. And so players and officials have adjusted really well to the non-basketball moves. On the ball, we also just went through an iterative process. And so... Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, yeah. CJ McCollum, Dwight Powell, all part of the competition committee, also gave us a lot of input and feedback, along with other players, Absolutely. to make sure that we were getting the ball right. And Wilson's been a great partner, and so you don't hear much about it anymore. They're just playing ball. Absolutely. Here with the president of the league's basketball operations, Byron Sparrell. So now to look ahead, what are you most excited about that the NBA is currently working on? I'd say two things. In the immediate All-Star Weekend, mm. and even some of the new format and new elements that we're putting into place. So the rising stars, even tonight, yes. we've got the 50 semifinal games, the 50-point semifinal games, and the 25 for the 75, mm. and and honoring the 75th anniversary. So new element there for Rising Stars, although the target score has been in place now for a few seasons uh, in All-Stars going back to Chicago. So we're excited to have that for the All-Star game too. Other elements as well. Longer term, we're really excited about something that's on the professional side, Malika. Yep. And that's the future basketball operations stars program, mm. which is really targeting diverse talent, bringing them into the league office, from an internship perspective, getting them out to teams and really trying to grow that next generation of, of players. But at the end of the day, we're here to inspire, 
the global organization, the NBA family around the game of basketball. So inspire Absolutely. and connect people through the game. And that starts here in yep. All-Star Weekend right now. Byron Sparrow, president of the League Basketball Operations. Thank you so very much for joining us here on NBA Today. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right, so the storyline of the first half of the season was no doubt the trade heard around the world. But let's not forget, there's been some frenzied action on the court, too. So let's take a look back at some of the absolute creme de la creme, the best of the best plays from the first half of the season. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you're in that zone, the basket seems as big as this arena. That's a hell of a film. Absolutely unguardable. Trey Young, ladies and gentlemen. Ross goes down. The LA like the lake of Rome, Memphis like a grizzly. Driving to the bucket every night, I'm getting busy. You've been baptized, brother. Get a shot up. This is for the win. The great Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Anytime I've been late for some of the greats, I've always just been in awe. Step to the gate, go ahead, step back to the gate. Guaranteed to make you fall like it's September 28. Do the Ivy's crossover, you might just get tossed over. Oh my goodness! Crank goes down. So here are the favorites to win the title this year, according to Caesars Sportsbook. The Suns, Warriors, Nets, and Bucks are the top four, but you can see their odds entering the season. They're pretty different. So on February 26th, NBA Saturday primetime returns. Kyrie leads the Nets into Milwaukee to take on Giannis and the Bucks. Our coverage begins with NBA countdown at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ABC and the ESPN app. And with so many storylines to keep an eye on this weekend here in Cleveland, which megastar will be all the talk when the weekend is over? NBA Today, back in 60 seconds. Jefferson's locked it. Kid with a touch pass. All alone at the windmill by Jefferson. Has being in the slam dunk contest always been a dream of yours? Well, yeah. You know, I think getting to the NBA was probably my, my first dream. 
you know, if you can get there, you know, and get that level of respect as, you know, a pretty good dunker, an exciting player to watch, you know, and have the opportunity to participate in it, you know, was something that, you know, I was really looking forward to. All right, Richard, that was you getting ready for the 2003 dunk contest, and this is you mm. in the dunk contest. What do you remember about that weekend? Atlanta got the best of me. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta won, Richard a, zero. Yeah, Atlanta definitely got the best of me. Listen, kids, enjoy All-Star Weekend. I did. I hope everyone has a great time this weekend. <laughs> well, but, yeah, like 112, that definitely got the best of me. NBA <laughs> All-Star Weekend begins tonight in Cleveland with the Celebrity Game on ESPN and the ESPN app again this year at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Hall of Famers Bill Walton and Dominique Wilkins are the head coaches. Team Walton is led by Cleveland native Machine Gun Kelly and Quavo, who's playing in his fifth celebrity game. And then Team, ne team Neek stars Miles Garrett, Jack Harlow, and Tiffany Haddish. So, in addition to the celebrity game, we have the Rising Stars Challenge tonight, and then tomorrow, All-Star Saturday night at 8 Eastern, and then wrapping it all up on Sunday with the All-Star game that's also at 8 o'clock Eastern, but we had Fred Van Vliet on the show earlier, and he's playing the game itself. He's participating in the three-point contest, but he's just one of several candidates that could be the answer to this question. I'm going to start with you, Perk. Who's going to be the name coming out of this weekend that everybody's talking about? You have to ask me that. You know the answer. <laughs> Job Moran. Uh, yes. Yes. All-star MVP. You could book it. All right, Richard. Oh, I'm going to say one of the OGs are going to try and win the first Kobe Bryant award. I think it's going to be either Braun or Giannis or Embiid. I think it's going to be one of those three because, it, look, Kobe Bryant and the intensity that he brought, it's going to be one of those OGs that tries to bring that intensity to try and get the award. Okay, yeah, I, thought, I thought it said Darius Garland on, on that that's, no. I don't care what they put up there. Okay. I just, that's what, what I about thought. what I said? I'm, I don't just, care. I'm just here being accountability measures. <laughs> for who? I think uh, LaMelo Ball will be really interesting because he is actually the fourth youngest all-star uh, since I believe it was Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Magic Johnson. Woo. And this guy you know, plays all-star games in the regular season based on his skill set, his passing, his score. I mean, look at these. This is stuff that normally people just bust out for the All-Star game, but instead he's doing this in regular season games. So I think people will be talking about his highlights because he's just built for it. I, yeah. It's hard to think that people are not going to be coming out of this weekend talking about Darius Garland, talking about Jared Allen, and talking about LeBron mm -hmm. James. Yep. Those who were repping the Cleveland Cavaliers, current and former. But the great thing about All-Star weekend is it's a time that we can all get together. Our families can be here in the case of Mr. Kendrick Perkins, who has Two of his sons yeah, what are here come on, on come, set come, today. Come by, come by hey, coming up Richie. to join us. And hey, give him a hug. And come I know come that folks are very his face just turns entirely when these guys come yeah, up. Shout out guys. to our entire crew for making these road shows in Cleveland so fun and memorable. We really appreciate you watching for our entire squad. I'm Malika Andrews saying thank you and make sure to enjoy All-Star 2022 from Cleveland. Hey, we, me and Perk don't like each other. I don't understand <laughs> yeah, do. what's the point.